everybody. Happy Friday. It is Friday, February 17th. I just said it's Friday twice there. I just had an iced coffee and I'm absolutely wired right now. It is oh boy. 6.48 in the evening and I am uh, I'm feeling the caffeine jitters right now. It's classic Dawes just having a coffee at 7 o'clock at night like it's a normal thing. Like you're a 75-year-old woman. It's, you associate drinking coffee at seven o'clock at night with 75 year old women i feel like every grandma that i've ever met has a coffee like at night like a decaf at night you know yeah but this is so my grandma does well see like okay, see, see, like if you're having but... decaf coffee that you're just having it for the love of the game at that rate well i understand but i look at you having a coffee seven o'clock i think of my grandma that's it that's all i'm saying fair enough fair enough so Zach, we had some uh, we had some good entertainment going on throughout the day today. The uh, opening round of the Genesis Invitational at Riviera Country Club in Los Angeles. Tiger back on the course today. He uh, it's uh, it's it's kind of what it is, right? It's like it's, it's looking like what Tiger's been looking like. Yeah, it's it's honestly it's sad to see him not what we're used to seeing out of Tiger. Just throwing absolute darts at pins and climbing up the leaderboard throughout a tournament. But it's still nice to see Tiger walking around uh, and not using a cart. Like he, like, like honestly, I, for the most part, I I thought they were going to let him use a cart in this tournament just because it's, it's his tournament that he sponsors. And I thought maybe there would be an exemption there, but I don't know. I, I was thinking more I along the lines he, of John Daly in the PGA in like 2019 when they let him use a cart. Yeah. He, I mean, he definitely has the power to be like, yo, give me a fucking cart. No, for sure. I, I, I'm sure he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to look weak. It's just the kind of guy he is. But he looks he looks uh, iffy out there. I mean, I watched most of the front his front nine, which he looked honestly not too bad. I think he shot 200 in the front, but he's one over right now. And. He's got like two or three bogeys on the back nine so far, and and he's just not he's not looking like he's got that power. And the the front nine that I watched, there was a couple holes that he played. I think it was seven, seven or eight, maybe. The the hole with the split fairways. Uh, I sw- the, I forget which one that is. I think it might be eight, but beautiful drive right down the right down the fairway. He still has a lot side. of pop. I mean, he's care. I think on uh on nine, he he carried. He carried the bunker on the left 305. 305. So, I mean, yeah, still, dude, I was literally about to text. I was literally about to text you when I saw that. I was like, Tiger can still hit the ball, carry the ball 305 yards. Right. Shit. Well, I mean, like, it's what like, it's, you don't expect that. It's what we were. It's like we were talking about before the show. It's it's like he said earlier in the week. It's not about the ball striking. It's about the walking. That's going to be the issue here. Yeah, it, the walking has been the issues for him for the past couple of years. It's the, it's the problem with his game right now is that he just gets too tired. He he's, he's a broken man. He's got yeah, I mean, metal all throughout his body. If we're being and honest, he's also still getting old. Yeah. I mean, if we're being honest, it's amazing that he's even able to still swing a golf club. It is. It, it It's, that's why the hype when tiger comes out is there because people really expected the guy to be done. He should be done with all the surgeries he's had with all the injuries he's had with all the bad press he's had. He like should be done, but he says, fuck it every time. And it's like, no, I'm coming back and he's coming back and look, he's one over. What did you really expect? If he makes the cut, honestly, like that, that's impressive. I think this is really just a, Honestly, he's probably playing this tournament just get to in get there. back into get back into form. Rory, yeah, Rory with the that. chip in right there, baby. I um, I, I honestly think this tournament is just to get himself back into form, get himself back into competition, and gear up for the Masters, uh, coming here in about two months. So, and like Augusta, Augusta is not an easy course to walk. Like the TV does not do that course justice one bit, as opposed to the the inclines he's going to have to walk through that that week so i mean i'm not saying it's going to be any sort of uh layup for him to just walk around those grounds but i think this week will be a good test to to to, you know give that ankle and that leg a good a good go this week and see and see how he's feeling both mentally and physically gearing up for the major season yeah he's obviously he's look he's looking forward to the masters and 
this is a big test for him to see how he can handle it and to see how his le- if his legs will stay under him. Obviously, it's day one, so we really don't know. And the honestly, the problem with missing the cut is that if he doesn't miss, if he misses the cut a bunch of tournaments and then he makes it for the Masters, he really doesn't know how his legs are going to hold up on that Saturday and Sunday. He's got a birdie look right now. This is this is so cool that like it's on the West Coast, so we have the ability to record and watch this right now. He's got a birdie look right now at thirteen. Uh no, that's the drifting drifting off wide right. Uh so. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. It'll be interesting to see how if if what the cut line ends up being, uh, and we'll see. The, the course is really playing difficult today. I read earlier in the week that there was a lot of rain, so the players thought it was going to be a little soft today. Turns out the course firmed up later in the afternoon, so the scores were moving down. Uh, Homa, dude, Max had a fucking unreal day today. Seven under par, 64. Uh, I think only... Two or three birdie, uh, excuse me. Um, only one bogey on the card. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, one bogey on the par four fifteenth. So I mean, Max is probably, if not the hottest player behind Rom, he might even be the hottest player in the world right now. So, dude, like this is I'm I'm excited, and this is a star studded field. So this weekend is going to be a lot of fun to just sit on the couch and watch watch the the top players go at it it's it's beautiful rom rom also just played incredible today i i love watching that guy play golf he's my favorite golfer because i feel like he's just he's just like a normal guy he's just like yeah i'm just, just playing golf he, he really doesn't just love he, life. Yeah, he really doesn't look like uh like i feel the new the new sort of golfer now it's like golf golf is such a it's turned into a sport but if you Look, twenty years ago, you had guys like Daly, um, in in the game who were just. I don't want to. I don't want to say he was like big, but like he obviously wasn't a, a trying to be a, a, a pro athlete. Oh yeah, obviously he wasn't trying to. He wasn't trying to lift. You don't weights. think he's he wasn't pr- doing cardio like like the, yeah. the players are now? I mean, they're they're treating it as they should. I mean, it, it, it's 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 a sport. They should be trying to keep their bodies in the best physical shape possible, but. And and I'm and I'm and Rom does the same thing. It's just appearance wise, he gives me the vibe of like a daily. Yeah, and and I love him for and it. I love and it. he's also like a he's also a little bit of an asshole, which is phenomenal. It's great. You need a little attitude when you play golf. That's how I play golf. He's just a and he gets he oh, also yeah. like he gets he gets pissed like an amateur golfer. It's it's hilarious. I love it. Yeah, it, it's it's so funny watching these golfers like get so pissed at like making a five on a par four. Like make, making bogey and then just picking up and they'll be they'll be fucking livid and then just going down and striping a drive three hundred yards like, come on, dude. Like, you know how it's, you have the hilarious. ability to get back into this. It's hilarious to me when they have like a a, a fifteen twenty foot birdie putt and they miss it by a half inch and they're all pissed, pissed. Yeah, are you kidding me? I would be on on top of the world if I had a tap in par. Yeah, I would be I would be through the roof happy. So I so I have I have I have a few bets. T- today's my bets don't really look like they're going to hit. I had JT to be the leader after round 1 and I had Rory to be the leader after round 1 as well. Those don't look too promising. I have Max yeah, yeah. I have Max outright to win the tournament. I was thinking about taking Max to be the leader after round 1 today, but I wasn't really feeling confident this morning when I was betting that. So I was just like, I'm just gonna take him outright to win the tournament. I like it. I he, he dude, he's hot. He's it's hot. It's not yeah. a bad bet right now. He is he is the hottest golf golfer in the world right now. I'll tell you where I sprinkled my money a little bit. Patrick Cantley. And you wanna know why? The guy only wins in California. This is true. This he is, only this. wins in California, went to college, California. He's from California. California and Patrick Cantley just go together. So, you know, I had to sprinkle a little, a little money on him. You have what, was, to. what were the odds on that? Mm, I did it midday today Okay, when he was still in like – he was in like fifth or sixth, and it was 2,200, I believe. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I mean – Man, I'm 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 looking forward to the next fifty four holes here. 
uh and hopefully hopefully we can hopefully we can we can make some money down down the line and it's like hey the ultimate goal of life it's like once the once once football's over and golf and college basketball start ramping up it's like we kind of you kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel because after football leaves us honestly like once the playoffs start i'm like damn like sports are about to like be over for the next few weeks yeah until i mean but we got good sports we always have there's always something out there to watch and you know adding the extra game in the nfl just gets us that much closer to better golf to the baseball season to march madness yeah i mean chris it it's spring training dude it's spring, spring training. training. So we when got we some... started this podcast, dude, we I did know. not we thought spring training was like uh, um, years, years away. away. So... And here it is. It's finally here. All right. So let, let's get into some baseball news. There was some some breaking news coming out of Yankees camp yesterday. Frankie Montas, shoulder surgery, most likely out for the year. I don't understand this at all because he had shoulder issues last year. Cashman come on dude like wake the fuck up you know this guy was had some sort of shoulder issue you mean to tell me it's going to take all the way till spring training to diagnose this issue why was this not a problem that was looked at three four months ago and here's the thing and it's not like Montas was this insane insane pitcher that they the Yankees needed to go out and grab an ace they that didn't need to happen they needed to get a pitcher they should have gone after Luis Castillo harder they should have stolen him from the from the Seattle Mariners if they really wanted to compete that's what should have happened they were are the New York Yankees they should be able to out trade out buy out out everything everyone in the Literally, league that's should, the name of the game they should be able to so they, to to just put their put their dominance in any situation possible. I mean, exactly. We're and talking it didn't, about it didn't happen here. Exactly. It didn't happen. And they go for, they settle for this plan B, which was Montas who could not pitch away from Oakland. He couldn't, he couldn't in Oakland. He had a two five ERA when they, before they traded him outside of Oakland, he had a above 4.0 ERA over four. And the Yankees go out and they trade for him and he's had shoulder problems. He hasn't pitched well. And now he's going to be out for the entire season. And this leaves the Yankees in a weird spot because who's going to, who's going to be that next pitcher? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see who, obviously they, you have, it'll be interesting to see who they, who they slot into the rotation. And to your point, it's like, it was night and day for Montas. A three, one ERA in Oakland comes over to New York, uh, 6-3 ERA over eight games started. It's just not the same player. And this isn't to say that this guy can't come back from this injury and kind of rekindle that magic he had in Oakland. But, like, I, I hate to always bring up this excuse, but, like, sometimes, like, people can't play in larger markets. And, and it's honestly, a, it's, just, I think, it's a fact. I think that's – and honestly, I don't think that's anything to do with the team. I think the, what's the biggest issue is probably the media. It has to be the media. It's the media. It's just the bright lights. Some guys just can't handle it. I mean, we saw Joe. It happened to Joey Gallo. Uh, the guy was a very solid player in Texas. Goes to New York, stinks. Yeah. It 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 happens. It's happened with guys before. It happens in Boston, New York, L.A. It happens in those big cities where the media is down your neck. The fans are down your neck, and there's so much pressure on these guys, and some of them just can't handle it. Montez's injury is is gonna it's gonna hurt the Yankees because I mean at least I think their fifth pitcher now has to be who Domingo Herman probably like that is he still a Yankee even I don't even I, know I, I don't I don't but I mean I don't really have, know too much about the back end of the Yankees rotation to be honest with you I mean you have Cole and Rodon obviously as the one two which is great and you have Nestor coming off that great year. You hope Severino can actually stay healthy and stay on the field this year, but you really don't know with him. And you, you know and what? Again, you know what pisses me off. I know Nestor. Off? No, sorry. Fin- finish your thought. What's that? No, what pisses me no, off? No, I was just is... going to say. I know Nestor. Nest... <laughs> this is this is this is this is what happens when we do a when we do a podcast <laughs> over uh, when you do- over uh, Wi Fi. This is exactly what happens when you are not in person. Yeah. You go, you go. Mine was no, I'm just saying. What pisses me off is. The, the the blame is put on on um on 
oh my god, on Aaron Boone. I'm I'm draw, I keep drawing. Um, I need another coffee. Every all this blame gets put on Boone, but at the end of the day, the blame needs to be on Cashman because he's not giving Boone any tools to go out there and win games. I mean, sure, throughout the season, Boone makes some shit decisions, but at the end of the day, the product isn't there for him to utilize. It, it, it's tough. It's tough when you when you have just. I don't know. I'm I'm a big. I was a big Montas hater when the trade happened. I was a Montas hater before that because if you just look at the splits home and away in Oakland, it was night and day. He could only pitch at Oakland. He couldn't pitch away. It was it was not okay. That three one ERA that he had in Oakland. If you look at the home and away splits, it, it is it is night and day. It was two completely different pitchers. Yeah. I don't know how you can look at a guy like that in person and on paper and say that you you want to you want him. I don't I don't understand that. Clearly he couldn't handle not being in Oakland. So what are you going to do? You're going to go out there and trade for him to come to the New York Yankees? Yeah, I mean at the- And now now he's out for the season. He's out for the season. There's no like maybe coming back. He is out for the season. 100%. At this rate you just kind of have to roll with the punches with him. Like you can't at this rate, you can't cut your losses and send him on his way after this year. I think you still have to look, you made an investment in the guy. You traded pieces away. You have to give him at least a larger sample size than eight starts. Uh, the unfortunate part of the situation is he might not pitch this year. Uh, I mean, Thankfully for Yankee fans, I, I I I don't know exactly what the injury he had was. I know it was shoulder surgery, but I, I'm not positive what exactly. Uh, it just says shoulder surgery, so it's 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 vague. <laughs> it's it's, just, it's vague as to what the injury is. But for being honest, the earliest, and I'm talking probably the earliest we would even think about him throwing a baseball would be what may june to 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 just start rehabbing that most likely yeah so later probably so i i mean you're talking about maybe he comes back for a playoff run and do you even want a guy who's who hasn't pitched well to come back for a playoff run no that's what I'm saying. I th- I think he's out for the so this the is whole a tw- season. This, this is a 2024 deal issue, is what we're it's saying. gonna it's gonna be. Yeah, he's and I don't know if he's not under contract. Frankie Montas pitch. I don't I don't know if he's if he's gonna he's probably gonna hit arbitration by he'll still be in arbitration. Excuse me. Yeah, I think so. By that point, actually, he might not be. Uh he's a I'm free, pretty sure that he's he a free is. agent next year. Oh, how about he's that? He's a free agent next year. Ugh, and he's 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 getting seven and a half million from the Yankees this year. So it's un, it's 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 very unfortunate for Yan- Yankees fans. It really is. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, interesting scenario for sure for the Yankees. Uh, Jacob Degrom, Jacob Degrom, sitting out a few days for uh some tightness in his uh hip is that what they came out and said I think so Zach is this I something or, is this tightness. something or nothing Okay cuz I'll tell you I, I... I'll tell you right off the rip like this is shit we heard as Mets fans for years I we always heard that Jake was taking a few days off because of a strain or something, and then it snowballed into one thing and another, and then he was on the IL, and then he was ramping his baseball activities back up, and then we're stopping him for a few days, and then he's going to throw again, and then he feels great, and then he throws, and then we take him out in the fifth inning, or the fourth inning, and then we don't see him for six fucking months. Oh, I love Mets fans. I just love them. They're, They're too funny. All right, Chris, I know you have a bad taste in your mouth because of what what went on, and you had to deal with a lot. I get it. All right? Chris Sale is my ace as well. I get it. But there's nothing here. There was a little side soreness, a little tightness. He just wasn't feeling it on the first day of spring training. That's fine. That's why you have spring training. 
They, the Rangers shut him down. They said, you're not going back out there until you're feeling 100%, and that's exactly what they should do. I don't think this is anything that people should read into and, you know, play the games with DeGrom, like, oh, no, he has existing problems. The Rangers are stupid for signing him. No, don't, don't, don't do that. He's still going to be a great pitcher for the Rangers. Obviously, his health is an issue. Obviously, that's a problem, and it has been for years, and everybody knows that it has been a problem and that it probably will be a problem. But right now, he's healthy. He had a little tightness. He'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, if we're being honest, I I think it's something. It's just always something with this guy. It's always something. I'm not going to say it's going to keep him out for a while, but – this this is I'm I'm sure I'm I'm sure this is the Mets this talking. Is, this is this is something that will at least drag on a little longer than a few days. I, uh, and I think they the could Mets sweep talking, the whole they could but... sweep the whole thing under the table. I'm telling you, it's going to be really easy for them to sweep the whole thing under the table. You heard the most negative person in the world. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, dude, I've, I've, I've. This is a broken someone, record. It's someone the boy is who fucking, mad. It's someone the, is mad. I'm not mad, dude. It's just at some rate, mad. it's the boy who cried fucking wolf. Like, at some point, it's like just calm down. You don't have to be mad. He's not on your team anymore. No, well, I mean, like, no, he's not on our team anymore. And Degrom is a he's a lock to at least win another Cy Young and a lock to throw a no hitter in a Ranger uniform. There's no doubt in my mind. Is that why you're mad? No. Cuz you didn't want to be here. So if you don't want to be here, leave. I'm just saying like he's a lock to to for forever make my life miserable watching him pitch in a different uniform. Well, if the Mets could score a run, then maybe he would want to stay. I think it was deeper than that. I think it was ownership. I don't even think he left. I was I'm I'm just trying to get you mad, buddy. Yeah. I mean, I'd be pissed if we couldn't score either for him. It's just fucking it's tough luck dude move on it's a business we got i i think we for for what it's worth justin verlander is i mean he just came off the tommy john two seasons ago but like i'm 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 happier with verlander now than having to deal with the struggles of degrom i'd rather two or three years of verlander than four or five years of headaches of hearing degroin jokes so I think that's fair. Yeah. Just, I, I just, I find it funny when you get all riled up. No, it's just I'm, 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 I'm so, I'm so immune to all, all of the Degrom nonsense that uh, I, I honestly, I, I feel for Rangers fans because th- they're about to have a whole shit wave come their way about how the best pitcher on the planet can't stay healthy. That's fair. Do you want to know something? This is like my favorite thing about this time of year. Yeah. This is the time of year where you see those tweets and everybody talking about so-and-so is in the best shape of their life. Yeah. And I think it's so funny how it's every year. So-and-so is in the best shape of, shit, best shape of his life, best shape of his life. This year, uh, for my team at least, mm-hmm. that's Alex Verdugo apparently. Apparently, Alex Verdugo is in the best shape of his life. He dropped all this weight. He's <laughs> trying to get more athletic, less powerful. Oh, I'm so tired of hearing it. Just show it to me. Show me. I'm so tired of hearing people are in their best shape of their life. Every time I hear that, I feel like I look out there for the guy who's supposed to be in the best shape of his life, and he fucking sucks. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing all like the – I know like the whole point of spring training is it's like it's a, it's a clean slate. There's all this hope around every team. It's it's building up of excitement for for an for an eventual run at at the World Series, but at some point when you've seen the same story and you've been hoping and wishing that your team can make a run, it just like you're just so negative at this point of the year. And I'm honestly I'm pretty negative at this point about this team. I'm negative about my team too, but it, but I honestly don't want it to want to be. I'm trying to be very positive this year. Because I just, in my mind, just feel the 2021 Red Sox vibes just in my head. And I'm just like, this team could be like that team. Not very good, but, you know, little. Right. Just scratching and clawing and making our way there. And 2021 was one of the best rides of my life besides probably 2018. So 
I, I'm excited for the season. I have there's I might not be excited to watch the Red Sox fight for a World Series, but I'm excited for players. I'm excited for Yoshida, Tristan Casas, Brian Bayo, the young guys and the guys who I feel like still need to prove something. I'm excited to watch them and if wins come out of it, wins come out of it. We're being positive. Yeah. I, I saw a video today of <clears throat> I saw a video today that uh, Tyler McGill lost 15 pounds, and Pete Alonso has been looking better too. So it's 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 like that thing that you know it's it's like what you said. It's everyone comes into spring training uh, in better shape than we saw them at the end of the season last year, and there's this whole sense, this whole renewal of hope and optimism for the coming season. But it remains to be seen that uh, our teams usually let us down. Usually, usually, but we will before the season starts, Chris, yeah, before the season starts, yep. we have one of my favorite things, the world baseball classic, and the rosters were released on the week that we took off, and I wanted to talk to you about it. I want to get your opinion on the rosters. What do you think? What do you like? What don't you like? What do you think of the rosters? I mean, I definitely think that uh that team u s a could have put out a better roster out there. Looking at it now, it's 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 honestly it's honestly a shame that we didn't have uh, more A list pitchers come over for us. But look, mm-hmm. like Kyle Kyle Freeland is very solid. Uh, Kershaw, obviously Lance Lynn, Miles Mikolos, Ottavino, Singer, Wainwright, Devin Williams. Like th- these are they're they're very solid pitchers. There's just like no one's jumping off the page to me, and I'm being like, damn, like. This is going to be our guy. I, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%, and it's in the starting pitching range. The starting pitchers of Team USA are just – they're just not it. Clayton Kershaw, Adam Wainwright, these are two very old men for for Major League Baseball. Yeah, I'm sorry. They are. Obviously, they both are still very good, and they obviously play in the best league in the world. But still, these are two older guys playing – in this tournament. But then you have like some of the younger guys like Brady Singer. I love Brady Singer, Miles Michaelis, like very good pitchers, but these are still, they're, they're not the top of the game. Our starting rot the USA starting rotation is not Max Scherzer, Jacob DeGrom, Justin Verlander. No, it, it, Those honestly yeah. should be the top three, but they're not going to play because of injury and, and, and things like that. And I get it. I get it. If you don't want to play, if you don't want to play, cause you don't want to ruin your career or, you're scared of injury, especially someone like DeGrom who just gets injured all the time. I get it. But I do think that Team USA could have put out a better roster than what they put out. I think the the lineup the, in the, and in the field, they're going to be very good, if not one of the best teams there. But in the starting rotation, I think they're lacking, and I think that's where a team like the Dominican is really going to dominate. Yeah, I, I mean, the Dominicans' roster is unreal. Alcantara, uh, Castillo, Cueto, Christian Javier. Javier. Rafael it's... Montero, who was very solid out of the pen for the Astros last year. And you, you just look at the you look at the offense, and it's like the, the, the U.S. has some guys, but it's like nothing like that's really exciting to me. But like the outfield, look at the outfield for the Dominican. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez, Eloy Jimenez, Julio Rodrigo, Juan Soto. Like these are guys who like jump off the page. Julio to Rodriguez. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, I mean the U.S. The U.S. I do like. I mean the U.S. outfield is is I think the best outfield there. With Mookie Betts, yeah, um, Mike Trout and Kyle Tucker, yeah, but but but, but Trout, but Trout it, is it's always still hurt, like so they're not. Like, he's probably not going to go one hundred percent in this tournament. Well, Trout is. Trout is hurt. I don't know. I I feel like Trout. No, no, he's not. He's not hurt right now. But he he is he is one of those guys who's been very outspoken, saying how proud he is to play in this tournament, how much he wanted to play, and how like it's his favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. Probably because. It's the only time he can get close to winning a championship because the Angels are so bad. Probably. 
I don't, I, I don't know though. There's there's a couple teams that I like. There's a couple teams that obviously are. We know what happens in the World Baseball Classic. Okay, the the crappy teams get shit on usually, and it's just going to happen that way. But of course, Team Puerto Rico is going to be very good. Team Venezuela is going to be very Wait, good. Let's, let's, Team Japan, I, I don't wanna, I don't wanna, with I, their star player Shohei Otani. I don't want to run away from the from from the from the DR quick because the infield for the DR: Devers, Wander Franco, Vladdy, Machado, Pena, Segura. Like, dude, that's ridiculous. Like the the sheer infielders that they have, the depth they have there is unreal. I agree. They they have crazy depth with Rafael Devers being their DH. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. It's absolutely unreal. I think it's hilarious that Robinson Cano's on the team, even though he's never going to play. Well, <laughs> is is he still playing in the minor leagues, or like what's what, what's his situation these days? I have no clue, honestly. I think so. I'm gonna look this up, but he what he is, should really give up. He's a free agent. Yeah. So nobody wants him. Wait, I actually had to ask you a question, okay. which I just don't understand, and mm-hmm. it's about the U.S. team. Okay. Why are we carrying three catchers? Uh, fuck. That's a good question. And why my, is one of them? And why is one of them Kyle Higashioka? I, I mean, like, the, my answer to that, if I didn't see the pitching staff, would be because Garrett Cole's on the roster. But obviously, it's not that. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, maybe JT or Will Smith aren't going to be taking a lot of time behind the dish. So maybe. I don't know. Kyle, I, I Kyle's going to be back there for the majority confused. of the games, and maybe they'll DH or use those guys sporadically within the lineup. I, I honestly have no idea. I mean, JT could play a little first. Very it, possible. Wouldn't, it wouldn't make any sense for him to play first if we have uh, Pete and Goldschmidt, but we're not carrying as many infielders as some other teams are. Obviously, we have McNeil on the roster who's slotted in right now as an outfielder, and he could obviously play the infield, but... It's we're only carrying seven infielders right now. Six, if you exclude McNeil from that conversation. So it's yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see You're right. what what we what we really do here. I mean, the, the coaching staff isn't going to really have to do much because, like you said, like these guys are we, we have we have a talented team. I don't think we're the most talented out there. I still think this is probably uh, yeah. We're not the most talented team, but they're still they're still one of the best teams there, and and they always will be. Do, does this scare you that like some of your players are playing in this? Would it scare? Not you? really, because it kind of scares me that like Lindor, it, McNeil, Alonzo, Diaz. Like obviously, I'm not gonna like. I think it's great that they're doing it, but. It would really suck to have one of them hurt. It it would, and, and and I think that's always the fear, and that's kind of the fear that a lot of these guys have, and that's why a lot of the best players don't play. But in my mind, like I'm not really insanely scared that someone's going to get hurt. I do like. Like I, there is always worry when your best player like Rafael Devers, who you just locked up for whatever years. Obviously, there's fear there when he is playing and probably starting on the Dominican team. Holy shit! But I understand. Like I get it. You got to play, dude. Why does Great Britain's roster on the on the World Baseball Classic has have twenty four pitchers? They have twenty four pitchers because right they now love their- pitching. They they do have twenty four pitchers. Holy shit! They are, uh, let me tell you something, not going to be very good. No, and I'm looking forward to playing them too because I want to talk trash to the UK. It's going to be great. The U.S., I mean, the U.S. Um, pool is not very strong. I think that's probably on purpose. And I'm a big fan of it. That's probably by design. Colombia, Great Britain, Mexico, Canada, and U.S., that is just beautiful. And then you have Pool D. Dominican, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, 
Israel and Nicaragua, but those are three good teams at the start. You know what's you know what's funny, Matt Matt Harvey pitching for Team Italy. That's funny. <laughs> Come on, the Dark Knight, baby. Yeah, okay, buddy. Have fun with that one. The Dark Knight. No thanks. Woo! No, go Mets. No thanks. Go no, Mets, no thanks. baby. What do you think about Team the Venezuela? Dark Knight and Team Thor. Team Venezuela can make some noise. Team Venezuela. I, I, I agree. Pablo, that was a team that dude that actually surprised me. Yeah, dude. Like, listen, listen to listen to some of the guys they have on this roster for the pitchers: Luis Garcia. They have uh, Pablo Lopez, Herman Marquez. Uh, let's see. They have Erod, Mar- mm-hmm. Martin Nar- Perez, Narvaez, too. Salvi, Altuve, Escobar, Jimenez. Miguel Rojas, Eugenio Suarez, Glaber, Acuna, David Peralta, like, and they have Miggy as their DH. Like that team could very well make it pretty deep in this tournament. I mean, this team is when Maybe. I when I look at this team, I'm literally I'm just looking at all MLB players. This say, is all MLB are, players. Are uh, our team Venezuela like a sleeper team in this? I think they might be because I honestly didn't. I only glanced over the 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 rosters before, and now I'm like really looking at it. Like this is literally all MLB starters, and if you, like this this rotation too is amazing. Yeah, and I mean everyone always talks about great- Japan. Like they always talk about the powerhouses, Japan, uh, U.S., DR, PR. Like, but but no one's really That's talking. Pretty about, much it. No one's talking about Venezuela this year, and they have a very good roster. They have a very good roster, and they're they're back two pitchers. They're probably eighth and ninth inning guys with Jose Alvarado and Ranger Suarez. I wouldn't want to face that either. No, Holy. dude, it's a very solid. I team. actually didn't realize realize how solid a team. That's a very good team, and obviously, where they're gonna the normal teams are gonna be there too. Japan is gonna be there. They're always there. They're always going to compete. They're always going to compete with o- with Otani as their star pl- player. I think they're going to be pretty good. Yeah, man. They're uh, dude. Like th- they're going to be good. They're going to be good, and it's going to be fun to see Otani playing in this tournament. I wonder is um, I want to see Yoshida. I'm I'm he, so he, excited he, to see Yoshida. Is he playing? Yes, he is. I am curious. I was going to see if Kodai Sanga is playing, but I don't think so. He's not. Yeah, he's probably not playing. I think he. I think he has like a, a slight injury right now. I mean, he was touching ninety six today on the gun. Wow, which is pretty sick, uh, but... dude. I'm so excited for this season. There's so many players that I just want to see finally play. I'm so excited to see Sanga pitch Yoshida. And just like all these guys, dude, it, it, I'm so excited, dude. I'm 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 really looking forward to it. We, we we'll probably do. Uh, when does the World Baseball Classic start? Like middle March, I want to say. So we have like probably three yeah. three four weeks until the tournament actually starts up. We will do a a full picks and preview episode on the World Baseball Classic. But looking at this right now, Zach, and just like very briefly. I haven't really really dove into the rosters yet and really decided on who I want to bet on and who I'm going to take for this. But I don't think my outright winner is going to be the U.S. Like, I trust me, like, I'll be rooting for us, be rooting for us, but it's going to be a it's going to be a tough place to put my money looking at some of these other rosters. I agree. And I, and I think it's because of the pitching. I'm in the same boat as you. Obviously, I want the U.S. to win. That's not where I'm be put. I'll be putting my money. I think my money is either going to go on the DR or Venezuela. But look, I'm I'm so excited. The tickets aren't even that expensive for this. Like we should low key consider fly out for like a game for on the weekend. That'd be a lot of fun. Okay. And like that would be a lot of like fun. I think I know someone who's going. I think they're, it's, they're yeah. It's not very expensive. The U.S. Uh, the what's it called the. Host locations in the U.S. I think are Arizona and Miami. 
maybe one more. Yeah. I think San Diego. They usually, the closest they usually one to us would be Diego. would be Miami. So. I know the closest one is Miami, yeah. Gotcha. You know, it would be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of, a lot, a lot of fucking fun. Is there any baseball news that we're missing out on now? I'm trying to think. I don't think so. They came out with Michael Walker's contract. That I think that was the only thing that we missed. Oh yeah, what did he get? Because obviously we didn't we didn't talk about the contract. We just talked that he signed. It's it's an interesting contract. It's four years, twenty six million. Yeah, but it, this year he'll only make seven and a half, and then after that the Padres can decide if they want to pick up a two year, thirty two million dollar option. If they decline it. He has a three million eighteen and a half player option. There's so many options, and I, I was reading Jeff Passan. He was talking about it, and they were really ta- he was talking about how this is just a way that pa- the Padres are trying to get their yearly, you know, their yearly bill. I guess so. You want to say how how much money they have to pay players down? Yeah, they're trying to get the AAV down and and. Well, you they're know, trying to write money Walker off their books little, for the next A little room to breathe they're, with. Yeah, they're trying to write money off their books yeah, exactly. for the interim to push that all off and backload these contracts. So in the short term, they can put a championship team on the field. Yeah, exactly. But Because they have a big question mark coming like up we with talked about, uh, it was a... Machado and Soto. They're going to have to pay guys. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do. I mean, because I, I think Machado's going to walk. I think Machado's going to walk, and I think it wouldn't be crazy to say Soto will probably walk either. I don't think it's crazy to say. Definitely not. So it'll be it'll be interesting to I, see what it's, what happens here for San Diego because this team. I mean, look, they signed, they locked up Darvish. They got their they got some good pieces for the next short term, but. It's like like we've been saying for the past few weeks. This team could look very different in a year or two. It, yeah, the very different. But they're they're willing to spend money, and I I guarantee you with AJ Preller that's going to continue. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, Zach. Should we get into uh, some Florida Man Friday? Everyone's favorite segment of the week. I'd love to. Do you want to? It all depends. Do you want me to go first? Or I think. Or do I think. Want, do I think. Want me to go. I, you go. I think. Me, you. I think. I think you should kick us off because I like your Florida man. Okay, I'll go first. So my Florida man Friday, obviously the best segment in the entire world, is titled "Florida Man Steals Alligator from Golf Course and Tries to Quote Unquote Teach It a Lesson by Throwing It on a Roof of a Bar." <laughs> so like I, it's crazy to me what these people do i really don't understand but every time i look one up it, i find an even funnier one so this guy he was trying to teach this alligator a lesson so he stole it from a mini golf course a real alligator real live alligator he stole it from a mini golf course i don't know why there's an alligator on a mini golf course if there's kids there that they would probably be dead but anyway, he stole it and he was he went to the bar which was near the golf course and he threw the alligator on the roof, then climbed on the roof, <laughs> threw the alligator off the roof Dude, and on. started jumping come on it. Come on. I swear to God. I swear to God. The police were eventually called after he was stomping on the alligator's oh head and they arrested him and this guy must really fucking hate alligators. He should probably not live in Florida then, but what an idiot. I don't I I don't know if I would ever say that I feel bad for this alli- an alligator, but I feel bad for this alligator. Yeah, I feel He didn't deserve that. No, I didn't deserve that. Jeez. God. So- someone's got a vendetta weird. out against alligators. My Florida man Friday is Florida man is desperate for a ride to Hooters, so he calls 911. Uh, this 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 guy in Florida had told the nine one one dispatcher that he needed a ride to the provocative eatery to help his grandmother who has fallen ill. Chris, wow. What? Um, you know I've done this one before, right? Really? Yep, like a couple weeks ago. Did you really? 
I swear to God. No way. I swear to God, I've done this one before. Unless it happened again. All right. Well, we'll we're just we're just gonna keep it going live here. Keep going. Just keep we're, going. No, we're gonna keep it going. <laughs> Fuck it. No, no, no. This is this is we're live. We're gonna keep this going. I got a new one. Florida man protects car from Hurricane Dorian by parking it in a, in his kitchen. There you go. Tell me about him. So this guy in Jacksonville with the impending hurricane on the horizon, he knew the storm was brewing. So what does he do? He opens his front door, probably bigger than most people's front doors, and brings his smart car inside to his kitchen. Apparently, according to his wife from a oh, Facebook post. Oh, it was a post, smart car. Of course, uh, Yeah, it was smart, so it wanted to be inside. So there you go. Uh, according to his wife, she posted on Facebook that her husband was afraid the car might blow away, so he thought that the best option was to bring it into their kitchen. So they had a car chilling in their kitchen during a hurricane. S- smart or crazy? Uh, crazy. Absolutely insane. This is why we have car insurance. <laughs> this is why we have insurance on I don't know. What, but what it... But what if it blew away? Then his wife would probably feel real stupid. Well, guess what? You don't need a car in your damn kitchen. You don't need a car in your fucking kitchen, dude. Look, I could have the nicest car in the fucking world. I'm not putting in the effort to put it in my kitchen. You know how hard that would be? You know how hard that would be to put a car in your kitchen? Think about the logistics of that. I'm just saying, like... It was a smart car. Those are so smart. They probably it probably just like shrunk through the door and then put it in the kitchen. My only thing is like, what if he like wanted some cereal or something? Did he like? Yeah, sorry, I gotta hop over the. To I gotta hop over the, the plate How? of the car to go get m- milk. Or you open the fridge door and it slams <laughs> also, against the rearview mirror. <laughs> How big is this dude's kitchen? Yeah, honestly, how big is this guy's kitchen? We need. We're gonna do. And how big in- is his door? We're gonna do some investigation into into how big this kitchen was. I'm talking square footage. I'm talking feet. I want the architectural design. I want everything about this kitchen. I want to know what the kitchen size was, square Me foot, too. and I wanted to know what kind of car we were parked in there. And then I want to know how he got it out. That's the better question. I want to know what his wife did when she like came downstairs and saw a car in the kitchen. Honestly, at the end of the day, now that I'm thinking about it, that's just such like a dude move. It's just like, hey, honey, I'm putting the car in the kitchen. Like, <laughs> like, what are you going to do? It's like, honey, get out of my way. <laughs> putting the car in the kitchen. Yeah, it's like, it's like this is the only option we have. It's either car goes in the kitchen or we lose car. And hey, he said. That's it. He said, he said fuck it, kitchen car. <laughs> I love it. Should we get into, I love should it. We get into some picks? Let's do it. Oh, fuck. A classic. Oh, my God. Can you stop it? No, at this rate. At this rate, we're just riding. We're just our <laughs> music for today. I'll start us off. I'm going Premier League. I'm going the Tottenham Hotspurs over West Ham this weekend uh, in London. Uh, I like Tottenham's coming off of uh, a loss against AC Milan in the Champions League. It was a tough loss after we lost Bettencourt, uh, our star midfielder, and then we just uh, just lost our head coach this week. He had surgery and he's staying in Italy while he's recovering for that. So I am taking Tottenham. I think this is, I'm, I'm betting on emotion here. I think they're going to pick, the team's going to pick themselves up and they're going to get a win. What is with you guys in, in the Premier League recently? Dude, it's addicting, honestly. You just, you got to bet on the Premier League every time, apparently. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. All right, man. I, you don't have to get aggressive with me. How am I getting aggressive, man? Let's, let's hear your pick. No, I'm just kidding. All right, my pick. So obviously I suck at picks, and as I suck at picks as much as Chris sucks at being the producer, obviously everybody knows producer Jake not here today. That's why the music was messed up. But my pick 
Got to go back to Old Reliable on a Friday. It's Marist Red Foxes over Fairfield. The game is at Marist. It is even money. Marist Red Foxes. I love them. They still only have eight wins. I'm pretty sure they had eight wins three weeks ago, the last time I bet on them. But I'm taking them again because I love the Marist Red Foxes. My alma mater. They will kill the Fairfield Stags. Stags down. Fuck the Stags. Roll Foxes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I suck at picks. Damn, Stags down. All right, you heard it here first. It's a tough scene. Tough scene. Yeah. I actually don't think I've won a pick in... 12 podcasts wow that's almost impressive and that's like like dude it's it's really sad honestly yeah that's pretty sad man should we get into the roulette spin i got a i got a random number for you here here we go 14 give it to me 14 14 you know you want to know something we're 0 for 17 on i this. know we forgot we forgot to do the random number before and I was thinking, and I was actually thinking 14. No shit. I swear to God. I was like, I was like, if we don't do one, I'm just going to put money on 14. So All right, let me know when that you could sp- mean something. Let me know when you start spinning because I'm going to do drum roll. Okay. We are getting in and we are putting $3 on number 14 and spinning. Spinning, spinning, 35. Uh... Hey, Chris. Yeah. Chris? Yeah. Do you know what number's next to 35 on the roulette wheel? It's 14. It's fucking 14. Oh, we suck it. We suck. <laughs> we suck it. We suck at this. At this. Let's go. Can we do one more? Dude, it's because we used rigged DraftKings. We can't do rigged DraftKings. Oh, man. It's, it has to be that. It is tough. Because they totally do it on purpose and put it next to the one. They make it hit the next the, next to the one that you bet so that you're like, oh, so close. And you just oh, keep all right, going. So then like we, us. What like if we do idiots. What if we take a strategy if whatever random number we get, we just pick the number right next to that? That's a good idea. We should use that on on Tuesday. I agree. I agree. Well, everybody, I hope you have a safe, fun, and happy weekend. Uh, hopefully, there's some good sports for everyone to bet on and make some money this weekend. There's always money out there in the uh, in the betting world. Always. And remember to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, everything at Talk Off Pod. We'll have some some. Probably some funny posts from the St. John's Creighton game this Saturday. Yeah, so please we'll follow some, us on there content. if you want to have some laughs. So, and hopefully we see you guys all, not see because we can't see you, but hopefully you're listening on Tuesday. Thanks guys for listening today. Love you guys. One day closer to opening day. <laughs> <laughs>